Okay, let's talk about communication. I guess that's where we could start. Because to me, like I always tell you, a, a lot of a lot of our issues can be solved with communication. Um, I know before we watched the movie, I was just I don't know, man. You do. Know. I hate. I hate. All right, this is my you thing. You do know. This is my thing. Honestly, this it's is your my thing, thing. Every day, I hate going to sleep. Right. I have expectations throughout the day. You know. You all flirt. I'm all flirtatious with you and stuff, and I go to bed expecting things. You know, I expected I expected something to happen before we went to sleep. I'm gonna be honest with you. But you fell asleep. I no, that's not what happened. You, I went nah, to take a shower. This is what happened. Facts. This oh is wait, what wait, no, no, no you no, got to no. talk about what happened. No, before. This, no, this is what happened. Right. Okay. This is what happened. You said to me like we went to bed. You knew what was supposed to happen when we went to bed, right? <laughs> and then you asked me the dumbest question I could ever hear. Like, that I ever wanted to hear at that moment. Raiden was asleep. Nobody, like, it was no excuses. You asked me, do you want me to come over there? And I just said, nah, man. You know, because why do I got to, like, you already know I wanted you to come over this, here. This coming from the person who just said communication is everything. Right. And we had already communicated what was you supposed to happen. You wasn't communicating right then. We already, you weren't communicating what you wanted in that moment. We already, you, uh, it was already understood, well, though. What what was understood to me was when I asked and you said no, I took your no. You went Nothing. to sleep. I did not. I, I did not go. To I went and took a I shower. Went, no, no. After you so, took your shower, so wake me up. I came out and so you were snoring. So wake me but up. But then you say, okay, fine. Let's just drop it. All Let's right. move on. Okay, I'll wake you up. All right. Jesus, have mercy. And you do the same. That's what I'm saying. All right. All right. Let's get cool. It. It's Carmel and Chetamay. We forever made this Carmel and Chetamay. A forever thing is Carmel and Chetamay. We forever made this Carmel and Chetamay. A forever thing. We're Carmel and Chetamay. We watch reels together. Late nights, letterman, relationship veterans. I watch screens and make points. I'm the weatherman. She wear hard on her sleeve like a letterman. Too much flavor. Grew up famous. Shottown raised us. New York paid us. Carmel and Cheddar's that Shottown mix. She the North Side queen. I'm the South Side kid. We out of this world like a sci-fi flick. But if it ain't about love, then it's not about this. Cause we've been through everything. Thought it would never change. I gave her a wedding ring, but came up for everything. It's Carmel and Cheddar Main. We forever made this Carmel and Cheddar Main. A forever thing is Carmel and Cheddar Main. We forever made this Carmel and Cheddar Main. Hey guys, this is Eddie Curry, and this is my beautiful wife, Patrice, and welcome to the Carmel and Cheddar Podcast. I've got over 10 plus years experience in the NBA, and that pales in comparison to the 16 years that we've gotten being married. Those 16 years make us feel like we are highly qualified to dissect love films and share with you guys our opinions on where the love is and what is happening in those movies. And believe it or not, we don't always agree. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> Now, today, you notice we might be a little festive today. And uh, why is that? Because we watched your favorite movie, Eddie, Four Christmases. Four Christmases, the best movie ever. It's a rom-com. Definitely a rom-com starring Reese Witherspoon mm -hmm. and Vince Vaughn. He's from Chicago. Hey. Uh-huh. So, in this movie, Four Christmases, these guys, for the past three years, avoided their families around Christmas time by pretending to go and do things like uh, inoculate babies in Burma and do different type of, you know, uh, different... They made big lies to their Big families. lies to their families. But this particular year, their flight gets shut down and it's on the news. The news cameras are at the airport 
And they're like, hey, we're documenting everybody's flight getting shut down. Uh, how did your flight get affected? How did your how did your holiday so, get affected? So long story short, they get caught up. Yeah. Their families see them on the news and they're forced to go and visit each of their parents right. for this Christmas. All of their parents are separated. So they literally have four different families to go see. Mom and dad who are separated and mom and dad who are separated on her side. So it ends up being an incredible movie. They find out a lot about each other. Their families basically tell all of their dirt. Oh, the families are crazy. <laughs> and the families are nuts. And they end up coming to a different view on right. how their life is supposed to be. Reese Witherspoon or Kate in the film, she realizes after being with their families for the holiday that she's having a change of heart. She actually does want children in marriage. Right. And Vince Vaughn, who plays Brad. Yeah, he felt like, let's keep things how they've been going. They actually do end up breaking up, but it is a happy ending at the end because they do get back together and they have a child. And get married. And get married. And they end up lying again. And <laughs> they don't tell their family. They end up not telling their family. They lied again at the end of the movie. So it's a beautiful, beautiful movie. <laughs> it's a funny movie, y'all. All right. So we like to take three topics from each film and break them down. The first topic we're going to attack today is meeting the other side's family. Second topic is going to be changing what you want during the relationship. And the third and final will be how much of your past should you devote to your significant other? Mm-hmm. All right, so meeting the other person's family. Um, how was it for you? How was it for me? I'll tell you how it was for me. <laughs> it was crazy because I know in our case, I wanted, like, that was the last thing I wanted to do. I really felt like Vince Vaughn in this movie, kind of like, that was the last thing I wanted to do. I was like, man, I'm not meeting your parents. In fact, I didn't meet your dad until Rain was born. Yeah, I literally hospital. met him at the hospital. He knew who I was because I played for the Bulls. I had no idea who he was. But for some reason, when I saw him, I knew who he was. Like, he literally stopped me in the hallway and he said, hey, you know who I am? And I'm like, he Patrice's dad. And I mean, honestly, he's, he's one of the coolest people I know now. But definitely, like, just the pressure and just, I don't know, you know, you, you hear about, like, what, like, just the pressure and what it means to meet someone's parents. And I mean, obviously we were pretty far in because we had a child. So at that point, but it's just like, man, you know, I was definitely scared. I it didn't hurt. Scared. It didn't hurt the situation, too, that my relationship was rocky with my dad at that time. Like I wasn't. You weren't pressuring me to do it. Right. I didn't care that much because he got on my nerves all the time. Gotcha. I knew he was crazy. And I just felt like this is I don't even think it's going to be anything good to come out of this. And yeah. the other side was that. My mom was already deceased before we met, so you didn't even have to worry about meeting her. Otherwise, you would have because she was like my cool parent. Yeah. And, you know, my dad was nuts. So I, that's why I didn't pressure you to do it. Yeah. But outside of my dad, even just meeting like my mom's side of the family, because my dad's side of the family is still like in Belize or wherever. But my mom's side was in Chicago. In Chicago with us. Right. So how was that? Uh, that was interesting. <laughs> uh i never been around Belizeans before. Mm -hmm. um, so the food that you guys ate just always was disgusting looking to me. Like you guys had the fish with the eyes in it and stuff. And I'm just like, man, this is too much. <laughs> it's way too much. And honestly, if I'm going to be completely honest, because that's all I know how to be. Is it? I didn't really understand the difference between Belizeans and Jamaicans. Mm -hmm. So all I knew is your ex-boyfriend was Jamaican. 
So you guys want to listen to Bob Marley and mm-hmm. all that type of stuff? I wasn't with that. Mm. So it always reminded me of like, oh man, this is what they used to listen to together. My ex-boyfriend that yeah, this, I knew this, before I even I'm knew I'm sorry. You. That's just how it is. This is what they used to listen to. I wonder was they listening to this when they was getting it on. You are nuts. Like that's the type of stuff that was in my mind. Yeah. And the fact that all of these people probably sat with this guy. All of these people probably knew this guy. Uh-huh. So it just made me feel a little... A little weird. I felt like I don't want to do nothing that nobody else did. Yeah. And maybe that was just me making it easier on myself to not have to be judged. For sure. Because, you know, I mean, somebody, what was the difference for me then? Well, yeah, that's that's different. You know, my family was... My family's a cool family, though. Shut the so front I'm sure door. Was, I'm sure it was a lot easier you meeting, meeting my family. Hey, are you serious? You don't think so? Heck no. Nah. No. What was, what was your experience? Okay, so like you said, right? It's different cultures. Mm-hmm. Meeting your family, for me, I just felt like, oh, gosh, I don't even want to do this. Like, I got to go over here and sit with these people that probably ain't going to like me anyway because, you know, you're an athlete and everybody thinks like, oh, this is just a pretty girl that's trying to, you know, take his money type of thing. And knowing, you know, that you had already had all the other experiences prior to me, I just was like, I won't say I was apprehensive, but I just knew like I was standoffish. Yeah. And me being the person that I am, right? I my mom used to tell me that I wear my heart on my sleeve. Like I couldn't walk into a room and just pretend like I liked everybody or, you know, pretend like I was cool with everybody. I was just really standoffish and yeah. I'm sure that that didn't rub anybody in a good way. I don't think you wear it on your sleeve. You wear it on your face. Well, yeah, same thing. So like, that's what it that's what that like means. It's like the minute you don't like something, you could see it in your face. Yeah. And so when was the first time I met your family? I don't know, because I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you, were you pregnant when you met them? No. No, you weren't, right? No, I remember. Oh, here's here's what happened. Before we were dating, I was working for the Bulls. Right. And you were drafted, and your mom and your dad came into the facility, the Berto uh-huh. Center. That's the first time that I met them. But that wasn't, you didn't meet them as my girlfriend. That's right. Time. But right. when I met them at that point, I remember your dad saying something like, that's the kind of girl you need to be dating. Talking about me to really? you. Really? Yes. This was before we were dating. Okay. And then when it was that we were dating, it wasn't an issue for your dad. He was cool uh-huh. out the gate. Your dad was cool. So you're trying to say you had mommy issues? My, no, you, my, my, my mom had Y'all some... had mommy issues. I didn't. Y'all had mommy issues. Yeah, because your mom didn't like me. My mom, I mean, that's a mother, you know? Yeah, that's cool. And, I respect it. Yeah, I got kids. I understand for sure, it. For I, sure. I don't. I'm not. I'm not like oh, taking it and letting it hurt me. But she for sure didn't like me. I just remember the vibe being that people thought that you felt like you was better than everybody. And she said that to me one day. Yeah, I just remember when, that. When, but this was and maybe, after maybe rain. It's, maybe it's a light skin thing. I don't know. Maybe you know because. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe they saw you coming, like, the light-skinner, like, more light-skinned than they had seen. And they Here just kind of felt like... lighter than me. I don't know. I'm just... It wasn't a light-skinned thing. I just think it was, like, a protective thing. But that wasn't the case in this movie, you, though. Like, it wasn't the case in this movie. Okay, y'all. So, for real, just so we can share and let people know. When you go to meet the other person's family, do you prep your significant other? Like, do you say... Okay, this is what you got to do. This is what you got to look out for. This is how this person acts. Like, do right. you do you do that? Do couples do that? Yeah, I think you have to. I think you got to do that because the first thing somebody's going to think, the person you dating, they're going to probably assume that if they see some craziness, that that's 
you. You're crazy like that too. Because right. when you're dating somebody, when you're married to somebody, you're married to their family. You're dating their family. Unless there's just somebody who just cut their family off, but that doesn't happen a lot. So you're essentially becoming one family. So you want to know what you're getting into. So just like you would prep yourself and I would prep myself for a meeting with my girlfriend or whatever, like I got to prep the family and let them know, hey man, y'all be on your best behavior. Don't be calling me the little nicknames. Don't do this or that. Like, so did you do that? I think I did. I think I did because, but my prep was a little different because uh, <laughs> they had seen other girls before. Mm -hmm. So it was more so like, look, if you can't get the name right, just call her sweetheart or something. Don't. Mm. The worst thing that could happen is saying, somebody, you saying somebody that, calls your girl another name. I remember because, one day I was at your mom's house and Grandma Hazel said, Hey, Trish, come over here. Like, let me see you. Whatever she said to me. And I was pissed. But there was never a Trish. No, my, I know. My grandmother just, she was never yeah, going right. to Yeah, right. I found Trish. that out later, yeah, right? Yeah. But initially. For sure. I didn't let her know I was pissed. You took pissed. it like, yo, she like, called me. This idiot. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, then nah. I found out later on that day, like, no, that she just Fs up everybody's Was there name. any preparation for you? There was none. None? No, you because didn't even care, huh? no, I didn't care. I just felt like, I mean, what they gonna do to you? I don't know. You scare know? me away? No, if they scare you away, you were supposed to be gone. Like, oh my god! I, I, no, for real. I just felt oh like, oh my god! No, really, really, Eddie. I didn't prepare my family. I didn't. Did I? I don't think I did. Maybe Sheena, because she was the crazy one. Sheena said whatever came to her mind, oh, yeah. but she did that anyway. Right. Right. Like it didn't matter. So it was no preparation because I come from a family that is very outspoken. Everybody just said what they thought. And it, it was never in a malicious way. I don't think, in my opinion, anybody ever made you feel uncomfortable, but that didn't make you not feel uncomfortable because you had your own stuff in your head. Did I feel uncomfortable? Let me think. Nah, I, like I said, the music made me feel uncomfortable. Mm. And then always like those random cousins or somebody, because everybody knew who I was, obviously. So everybody felt like, I was going to be the key to them doing something. Really? So, oh man, you know how many demos I've heard? How many people from my rap, family? From your no, family? No, you can't include Ina's boo. As I'm a, including anybody I've who, met who that else? was with that came in the door who with else? your family. I mean, a lot of people. Tell me, I need to know who gave you Marsha's husband. Really? Uh, yeah, of course. Ed, well, come on. You I know. didn't know he made music. I didn't know that. Not music. He was doing something else. Everybody had some business or some oh. idea they was doing. Everybody. Okay. Your pastor. Everybody had an but idea. Even with my pastor, pastor I didn't know me, about that. We went to your pastor. He's not man, my pastor anymore, y'all. Well, he like, might not okay. be your pastor no more, but that man, we sit down and have some relationship advice. We're supposed to be getting And he wanted to tell counseling. me, you know, hey, man, you know, Latrell Sprewell got the spinners. Well, this is my idea. And he pulls out this picture and he got some rims with lights on them. So I, this was my idea. They spin, but they got lights on them too. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm supposed to be here trying to save my relationship. That really, that really ruined marital counseling for us. Oh, too. it did. It, that's that's another movie, you were but like, it did. Yeah. No, nah, I don't want to do but this. That's, no but more. like I said, that's why you got to prep your I people. didn't know. I mean, he was my pastor. It wasn't like we were like homies and we chilled out at, yeah. at the crib together. Like, I didn't know I had to tell him like, this is, not your business. Sorry, yeah. this is, you know, work. Like, I don't know. But I felt like uncomfortable a number of times around your family early on. You Did you ever see, like in this movie, right, you see a lot of uh, strange activity, how the brothers kind of interact with them. You see the mother and the boyfriend. Did you ever have to explain anything to me that I might see, though? 
No. Because I I know I've had to like, <laughs> or maybe you just became desensitized by things you would see in my family. You just knew it was different. The fact that my mom and dad were divorced, but they, you know, were around each other. They mingled. They were cool. They would be. They, they weren't would have divorced theirs. when we started dating. They weren't. You're so right. I was but there to later, witness the later, changes. Would, I was there they, for later that. Later they would be divorced. But I was They would there. have significant others, yeah. just like in Four Christmases. Yeah, it was the similar. And everybody would kind of get along, but mm-hmm. then occasionally you would, you would see a little cheap shot thrown here or there. Yeah. Like, it, was, you, it was funny. It was funny. It was fun for me. It was entertainment. It was like. It was like I had a front row seat at the movies. Like yeah. I could eat my popcorn and watch this. Oh yeah. Unfold. Definitely. But there were times where where they would make me uncomfortable. For sure. You like, think so? Yeah, like before we lived together. I remember I know my dad, his thing was, why now? She's this old. Not that you were old, but yeah. you were older than me. You had started living your life. You went to college, you graduated, mm-hmm. you had a good job, all of that. You never had a baby. His thing was like, why does she have a baby now? So what did you tell him? I'm curious. I don't think I'm, I may not have said anything. You didn't keep it real? Yeah, I probably didn't keep it too So you just real. made everybody feel like I was just no, trying to trap you with a baby? I, I don't remember exactly just the Just so y'all know, Patrice didn't want a baby. She didn't want a baby. He wanted a baby. I did not want a baby. I was not ready for a baby. I even, even when he was asking me, I would tell him, look, wait, but we won't be able to enjoy ourselves anymore. I felt like Vince Vaughn in this case because I really wanted to just kick it, like have fun. Like, how am I going to travel and worry about a baby? Like, you was not got, kicking I, it. At no point were you kicking it. What do you mean? No, because I had Brandy. Right. But what I'm saying is, I was for you. To you, I felt like I already have a kid that I have to worry about. I want to have another baby right now. I want to like have fun and travel and do things like. And I felt like I'm young. I want to have kids early so that when they're older, I'm not like super old and my knees are hurting when I'm playing with them, even though <laughs> my knees hurt when I'm playing with them now. <laughs> but I'm not super old though. All right, so I think that's actually a good segue to go into our next topic, mm-hmm. which is can you change paths in a relationship? Can you change, like Vince Vaughn, like you said, he didn't want kids. Right. She didn't want kids either. In the they, beginning. They, in the beginning, they were right. having fun, living the life they had. They were role playing. They were going on their vacations. They had fun. It was a thrill, lying to their families and going to do their own thing. Then you go and she around the babies. And you would think that the baby throwing up on her and having to see the poop in there, the little girl running around with all like, the stuff that made him like stuff. gay. They showed you a lot of bad things about kids. Yeah. But I think ultimately that family thing, she loved that. That's what kind of changed her mind. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, changing. I think change is good in every relationship. I think it's, it comes along with growth. Like, as we grow, we see things differently. We want things differently. We become something different. So I think you have to change. In the beginning, yeah. Yeah. You know, cool. Let's just have fun. Let's not worry about things that will tie us down or what well, I don't want to say your kids like tie you down, but you know, the things that make you have to be rooted. We'll say it that way, right? And I think that when you as time goes on, you begin to see like, okay, we did all the fun stuff. Let's do the heavy stuff. Let's do the deep stuff too. I want to do that with you. I I love you that much that I want to continue this. I don't want to just play around. Right. I think that's where her character got in the film. She but, just Okay, so what do you do if y'all don't change at the same time? Well then Like I understand you saying, okay, 
there is change. There should be change and growth. But what happens when you don't want to change at the same time? He wasn't ready to change. It's either the relationship is going to work through it or it's going to end. Can you delay the change, though? You can try. You can try. You can, if you have to be in agreement. Like, you have to say, like, okay, look, you don't want this. I want this. Let's see how it works out later on. Like so, maybe we'll, we'll revisit the situation. So in, in our case, right? I knew when we started dating, right, you were definitely on a career path. You did not want kids, Mm -hmm. especially in that unique situation we were in where you were working for the Chicago Bulls. Mm -hmm. So you knew that having a child was essentially you pausing, at minimum pausing your career. Mm -hmm. So what was it that, like, made you? Because I was pretty, like, adamant on, like, nah, we're going we're gonna to have a kid. Okay, true story. Honestly, I didn't think I could get pregnant. And so, in the beginning, I was just playing with it. Like, you know, I was just telling you what you wanted to hear, so to speak. Like, yeah, wow. okay, we could do it. Like, but I didn't think I could Shoot have a baby because I hadn't had a baby in all those years, right? Like my dad said. Yeah, I wasn't trying to have a baby. In honesty, if I had somebody in my corner that I trusted enough to talk to, like, I spoke with BJ Armstrong and Pete Myers about, oh my God, I'm pregnant. Like I, I, I felt so stupid when I peed on that stick and realized I didn't let this man get me pregnant. This mm. boy get me pregnant, right? Because like I wasn't planning for that. Yeah, I was having sex, but I wasn't like, oh, I'm about to have his baby. That's unprotected sex. Not what I wanted. And so you have an unprotected sex. When it changed right. was when I felt like I didn't have another option. It wasn't just playing with the idea in your head of it. It wasn't just like saying, yeah, I'll do it. And knowing I don't want to do it. It was like, oh shit, I'm doing this. I'm pregnant. And he doesn't want me to have an abortion. And I don't have another man on my side who was telling me like, girl, don't have that baby. You know, like the the men that I went and spoke to were like, no, you can't do that. Like, that's not cool. You can't just go behind his back and have an abortion because that's what I wanted to do. Um, but I think that that even messed up the relationship even more for me because it took the fun out of it and it became real. You know, it was like, yeah. because before I had a kid, anything could have, I could have just walked away from you. You know, I didn't have to stay through anything. And mm-hmm. there was nothing before I had a kid, nothing that I knew of, like you were either at my house all the time or I was at your house all the time. But I think it it messed it up for you too. Even though you said that's what you wanted, it really was like, oh shit, this is real. This girl's about to have a baby. I think the real part came for, like you said, when you wanted to do something and you couldn't. Right. I think the real part was, and this sounds really like, I don't know, this may come off as a little bit like- uh, Selfish. Maybe selfish. It was. But the first time I really remember, like, actually realizing, like, oh, wait, she just had a baby. Some things are going to change. Was how long after you had the baby and we couldn't have sex. Mm -hmm. Because in my mind, as a kid, like, as as a young dude, you just like, all right, we had the baby. Like, all right, so when can we do it again? Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, no, I had stitches. I had this, that, blah, blah, blah. Like, nah, bro. Mm-hmm. And just that was like, oh, wait a minute. Something's different here. And then even when on the road or something, you would come on the road or something like that, and then you would bring rain, and it'd be like, wow, I can't really do nothing. Can't go to the movies. 
can't mm. do nothing, literally, or I'm trying to sleep. And I'm just so used to my schedule on the road. Like, all right, I'm going to come in, go to shoot around, come in, go to sleep. Maybe we'll get something to eat or whatever, whatever. It wasn't like that. And it would be times I'm like, bro, you're going to literally have to take him out the room because I have to go to sleep. Or you would just kind of know, like, man, he's crying too much. He just won't stop crying. I got to go for a walk or something. We couldn't even really experience the cities together mm -hmm. because, you know, it was different. Right. And, I mean, I think I was dealing with a little bit of, I won't say embarrassment, but... It was embarrassment. I wasn't mature enough to handle it to be to just poke out my chest and walk amongst my teammates. Right. Like, yeah. To stand on, this children, is what I wanted. Yeah, I, I right. wasn't able to do that mm -hmm. at that point. So it was a lot of just, you know, doing things behind closed doors type stuff. So yeah, for sure, I felt the I felt it right away. But I still was happy with the decision because I'm like, you know, I'm looking ahead and I'm like, you know, when I'm, when my children are 10 or 12, you know, I'll still be in my 20s type thing you know that's kind of how I how I looked at it I'll be in my 20s early 30s so Eddie how do you think couples should deal with like just wanting something different like say you guys are in a relationship and you realize you want to move to a different city and the other person doesn't or you want to get married and the other person doesn't or you know you want to have kids and the other person doesn't what do you think would be the best course of action because you say you don't regret what you did but I kind of do yeah not, not that I regret. That's crazy. No, I'm just saying, look, not that I regret having my kids. I just regret letting you make the decision so early on. Like, I wish that we had taken time out and waited, you know? Yeah, I don't regret that. And I'm going to answer your question, but I don't regret that. I regret letting, I don't know if this was a real thing or not, but the shame of it. I don't know if it was shame or not, but it just felt like that. Mm -hmm. I regret letting that stop the growth of, us mm -hmm. as people as career as everything else mm -hmm. but i don't regret the choice because i still i like when you know what i'm saying our kids friends will come over and be like oh man your dad looks like this your mom looks like that like they we don't look like their parents mm -hmm. like their friends parents you know because they're a lot older at this stage we got grown kids and you know kids that's graduated kids that are about to graduate midway through high school like we got kids all over the spectrum and their parents are a lot older than we are, mm -hmm. you know? So I do like that. To answer your question about change in a relationship. How do you agree to what? what is okay to change? What's the agreement? Like I, How do you work I, that out? I think it just depends on the stage you are in your relationship. Um, like I said, if not having a baby was a just a no-go for you, like you said it was, but then part of you felt like, like you said, I can't get pregnant. So in a way, you just kind of was like towing the line. I was. And then it got to the point where I was just like, okay, well, I'm here now. So yeah, yeah, God wanted this here. <laughs> so you realize so that. Let's that, embrace I mean, it. So I guess. I personally think it depends on how much you love the person that you're with. Like, how do you see yourself? Do you think that this relationship can go the long yeah. way? Or is this just something that you're doing to be doing. Or do and you, or or can you see yourself without that person? Because you got to know that if you are in a relationship and it's something that you just not willing to fold on or bend on, it's a possibility that that could be the thing that causes you to grow ended. apart. Right. I know for us, obviously it's infidelity, right? Mm -hmm. I had to really make a decision. Like I'm not on that no more. Mm-hmm. 
obviously, because I didn't want to see you hurt no more. But that was a real decision. That's a real decision that a guy and a, you know, or a girl has to make in their life is like, when is enough enough? When is that? I don't know for a girl. I don't know. And even for all guys, I don't know. But I know for a lot of guys, man, people weigh their options. And I'm sure girls keep their options open, too. Like, even when they're dating somebody, they may have a guy that they're probably not sexually talking to, I mean, dealing with, but they probably talk to him from time to time, maybe just... Keep the doors open. Just to keep the doors open, just in case this thing don't work. Yeah, so basically, it depends on the relationship. It depends on the person. It depends on where you see them, how you see them, and how much you want to be with them. Right. And even then, it may not work out. It still may not work out, but it still got to be... It's just like, it's a lot because you're dealing with two people. There's things right now that you just will not do. Right. Probably just one thing you will not do for me. (laughs) And no matter how, (laughs) it bothers me to my core. And I tell you this, I tell you this, it it bothers me to my core because it's like I'm married to you and it's nothing I won't do for you. You could literally ask me to do any, except for except for eat an avocado. I won't eat an avocado. I won't eat a tomato. I will eat ketchup, but I won't eat a, a tomato. But outside of that, I'll do anything on this earth for you, Patrice. Eddie. And for it to be a thing that you won't do for me, Amen. it bothers me. We're not going to even go there. We don't got to go there. This is not this that kind of TV, of show, but, but get over it. I can't. But I'm just letting you guys. I'm letting you guys know it's possible. (laughs) It is possible for somebody not to fold or not to cave on one particular thing. She got one thing, Mm -hmm. and we can still have a successful relationship. It's probably more than one thing. That's just the one thing that you. No, that's the one thing. No, everything else I've asked you, you do anything. Yeah, but anything I ask you, you'll do. All right, whatever. So let's go to the third topic before we get for our poke out your eye or something. So the okay. third topic is uh how much do you tell your significant other about yourself? About your, about your past? Yeah. Now because they didn't know anything about each other. They didn't other know on anything. The and it was so crazy because I remember the one scene where Kate's sister Courtney, they were talking and she was like, Man, so you've been with him three years and you don't you don't even know him. She was like, what'd she say? She said something about, you know, my husband know I had sex with the whole water polo team. <laughs> right, right. And I know he experimented with being gay in college. Yeah. Like, I'm like, wow. Yeah, that was deep, huh? Yeah, but she said something like, if you don't know everything about somebody, then you never really know them. Right. What are the things that you need to share with the person that you're just getting to know? And what are the things that out the gate are your secrets to keep forever? And when does that change? Okay, um... I think early in a relationship, I think the only thing you should probably really tell somebody is if you got any kind of crazy, like, police charges on you, like, <laughs> you know, like, if you, if you like, a pedophile or something, like, or if you had any type of cases like that that could come up and be kind of crazy mm-hmm. on you. But I think outside of that, man, I don't know. I don't know. you keep know. all your skeletons in your closet. They don't have to be shared. I mean, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Unless it's, like, unless it's something that's going to be an overlap. You know, mm-hmm. unless it's something that's going to come like a up. marriage? No, not like a marriage. I'm talking about like, unless it's something, unless you're going to be, like, you definitely should tell someone, hey, I was married before. Right. Hey, I have children. You should definitely well, but you, how about, you should how about, tell that. Hey, when I was born, my name was Orlando. But when I got 18, I didn't like that junk. So I changed it. 
That's not something you share. Like, I know that made I her feel like, know. damn, I really don't know you. Yeah, but, if anything, that's definitely one of those things that Or make, like, I was a fat ass kid. Yeah. Forever. Well, well, yeah, you're going to definitely run the risk of, if you, if you decide out. not to tell the small things. Yeah. But then your partner starts finding out the small things, that becomes a big thing. Yeah, because those are small things. Yeah, if those are small things. just look at them things, individually. Yeah, but and they, they become a big thing. felt like, I don't have to share all of that. Like, it's not important. Right. 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 But it's different when your family starts giving it all away because it's this big joke. So it's like, just, no, it just becomes, a, it just becomes a reality check. Like right now, like I said, we've been together for 16 years plus. So if I just start finding out a little stuff about you, the first thing I hear might be like the other day you said something about the the girl you beat up over the boy and all that type of stuff. Like I knew. Really over the boy. But but it's what it breaks down to. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So I never knew about that. And that was way before me. Right. Right. I was probably in grade school when that happened. It wasn't grade school, bro. You know, you was robbing a cradle. I was not. But. What I'm saying is, what I'm okay, but what I'm saying is, like, that that was like, hmm, okay. Now, if I heard something else that was small before me, it still would start kind of carving your character a little different. Your character, what do you mean? Like, your character would be a little different. I don't know. I don't don't know. Like, I never sat and gave you these stories because you never wanted to talk about it. Because, no, it's not that. Yeah, because you would always feel like, I don't want to hear nothing about. Who you dated before me, or or you know what y'all did, or whatever, where y'all went? Like you never wanted to discuss it. At one point, I didn't, but eventually, I did, and we talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah, but you never, so, we never talked about a fight or any fights because I don't know, they but, never came up. But like I said, it's still stuff that like I don't know. It doesn't have to be anything big. It could be a bunch of little stuff, and eventually, like that stuff will add up. Like yeah. It'll make me think like, damn, who am so, I, who so am I when, dealing with? So when do you share? But that's the thing. You got to decide. You, the person that's sharing, have to decide like, man. Okay, now's a what's, good time. What's too much? I personally think that if you're dealing with, like I said, if you're dealing with a marriage, if you're dealing with children, if you're dealing with something criminal or something like that that you've done, you should probably, you know, share that because that's something that could eventually definitely cause some overlap in your relationship. Y'all going, your person is going to cross paths with that part of your life for sure. Right. But, if but it's the little thing's not a big deal. Like being fat when you was in grade school. No, nah, it shouldn't deal. be. Like it shouldn't changing be Changing your name, deal. not a big deal. But if it's something that you actively buried as a kid, mm-hmm. it's probably something I should know about okay. because it's like that caused you to change in a way. Right. That caused some ripples in you in a way. But don't you think that sometimes when you tell somebody something and you're still like, like I can remember us sharing so much early on in our relationship, right? Like we would just sit for hours and talk to each other. And I can remember there being arguments where the things that were shared were like just thrown back up. Like that's why I died. And, and I would be like, damn, I'm like, Wow, like how could you say something like that to me? And yeah. in retrospect, we're it's two totally different people. We are vanished. One, one, one point, of us is different. One of us is the same. What? One of us is different, one of us is the same. So you're saying you're different and I'm still the same person? I've changed a lot. Dude, I well I've then changed a lot. I was perfect, so I didn't have to change. How <laughs> however you want to call it, I've changed a lot. But it was times definitely where I would use what you were telling me as as weapons because I felt like in our conversations and our arguments, that's what you were doing. Mm-hmm. I felt like you were using 
my information as a weapon against me. So I had to throw some stuff back at you. That's that's just kind of how I was coming at the time. Mm-hmm. Now, if you do go into that zone, I kind of just diffuse it. I just go, I give you the silent treatment. And then after like a day, maybe a few hours of being silent, I change my whole face to just like, man, I'm tired of being mad at her. I'm tired of her being mad at me. Like she's dealing with a lot around the house. I don't want to be the extra pressure on her type stuff. I don't want to. So then I end up talking to you. And then sometimes you will come around. Sometimes you still on that. And then I got yeah, because for me, I need like, I need closure. Like I need a, a conversation. I can't do the whole like, oh, that happened three hours ago. And then you just come back in the room and act like, oh, Hey, honey, no, you want to eat? I try to talk about it, but you just, yeah, well, me offering you food is just an olive branch. Yeah, I know. That's just a common ground. But then I just, I still feel you stuck in that. You'll take the food, though. Who's going to turn down food? You take the food. <laughs> <laughs> so ultimately, I think in any relationship, the couple needs to make sure that what is shared in confidence is not then turned into a weapon because that breaks your trust. That makes it harder for you to want to give more. And it doesn't help to build your foundation. Right. So how do you make sure that early on you do those things or don't do those things? You know, like yeah. there has to be some good communication, I think, in order to make sure that your relationship starts off how it's supposed to. Right. Good, honest communication. You know, honestly, for me, I get my practice in that from dealing with the children. Mm-hmm. Because dealing with our kids, like talking to your 20-year-old, your 18-year-old, your 15-year-old, 16-year-old, you're going to hear some wild stuff. They're going to come to you. If you got any kind of relationship with your kid, they're going to come to you with some crazy stuff. You got to be able to listen to that crazy stuff and not give them any reaction. Like I would say that that's kind of the equivalent of me and you, me telling you something wild. There's something that I'm burning to tell you that I feel like you should know. But it when it comes out, it's hard to digest it. And sometimes you'll just throw it back So you got to put your poker face on. You got to put your poker face on. And you have to accept you gotta the information. You got to accept it. You got to bring it you inside. you just got to hold it. You got to hold it in. And then you got to really think about it because you got to know that this is some information that I'm getting that I got to be careful about how I... Because you didn't have to share it. Yeah, my next couple... This, these next words are very important. Gotcha. These next words that's a good way are to very look at it. important. And that's how, I, that's how I deal with the kids. That helped me to be able to deal with you saying something that I don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. I can't just be like, oh, that's BS, Patrice, or whatever the case may I'm be. I'm still on that side, though. Like, right. With the kids, anyway. Like, what yeah. the hell? Like, you know, no, yeah. yeah. You just got to be able to just... I do admire that quality that you have to be able to just, like talk to them on their level. Because yeah. I'm always feeling like my kids are so big, you know. I see them as they are bigger than they really are. Right. And so I want them to, like, be on the level that I see them on. But I think I need to bring like it down. Like someone that size would normally know Not only that size, but change. also just maybe I'm giving them too much credit for where I know they could be. You know what I mean? Like, they're not there yet, but I know that they will be there at some point. I know that they... Yeah can be there. And I'm looking at them in the situation of, this is where I want you to be, the same way I looked at you. And I think that that could also, while it can help, in some cases it can hurt. You know, like it helped in this case because we lasted 
this long because I knew your heart from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Even though you weren't honest with everything and you didn't divulge the truth to me, you know, when you could have or even when you should have, I knew that your love was real. I just knew you were young and guys mature at a lower, slower rate than women anyway. So <laughs> Oh my God. You, I just knew like those, those this are, guy has I, to catch those up. Are old, you know? Those are old numbers. I would love to see the new numbers. I on bet that. you them numbers. Because I would assume the that they changed a bit. Mm-mm. But no, you I see hear, your kids. I no, I hear what you're saying. And I just think that it's important. I mean, you can't base everything off maturity. Everything wasn't being immature. Some of it was me being a lot of guys will probably feel this way. Some of it is just not wanting to lose the person that you want. Mm. Like, you're not trying to hurt nobody. It's hard to look somebody in their face and be like, you right. I was over there with her. You right. I was with her yesterday. And I'm, you right. I'm supposed to meet this other girl or the same girl tomorrow. Like, you can't say that to the person that you love. But why even, why even do it? Like, why are um, we doing it? If you love that me. That part, that's what I'm saying. That part of it is immaturity. That part of it is being greedy. That part of it is wanting everything. Wanting your cake and eating it too, I guess. But the part of it where it's like keeping it from you, that's not immaturity. To me, in my opinion, like when I was doing that, it was more so just like, I'm not about to just crush her like that. Because mm. nobody. But you know, like God is like, like one of my best friends. And so some things God he would just, he would just tell me. He's everyone's You know, best like friend. I would just, I wouldn't even have to look. I would just know. I was sloppy. No, I'm saying <laughs> I like, very I would have a dream or something. And, sloppy. and I would come and ask you and you'd be like, what the hell? Like, no, you definitely would say you had a dream. I don't know if that was, it was true, not, but it would happen. It, it was definitely, true. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so just be careful with people's hearts, right? In a relationship, you have to really like, do unto others as you would want them to do unto you. I mean, I guess too, try to get in a, like, if you're going to call yourself in a relationship, try to really be ready to be in that relationship. Mm-hmm. I think that could help. Yeah, um, take your time. That's um, what I tell my kids right give, now. Give that relationship a fair chance to work. Give it time to learn her side of the family, his side of the family, mm-hmm. and um, and see if, if you feel like it can go together. Because if not, I mean, it ends up being a chore. You don't want your relationship to be a chore. I don't feel like, I felt like it was definitely more of a chore when I had secrets and when I had a whole nother side that I was trying not to let you see. Yeah. You know, it's way harder that way. It's easier to just be and then to just deal with whatever comes after that. That's that's some maturity. Yeah. That's nice to see. And I think in being, I think that's why you you divulge these secrets. So you don't have that heaviness. You don't have to have that dual lifestyle. You, you know? don't have to you carry the weight. You don't have to carry that weight. Yeah. You keep it all on the table. And you don't hurt the person that you with. So ultimately, right, we watched Four Christmases. One of your favorite movies. Yes, absolutely. Funny. Hilarious. Some crazy funny stuff that happened in this movie. Hilarious. It'll have you laughing, but it also has a lot of love involved in it on different levels. So if we were going to rate this, right? Mm -hmm. Well, we decide to give this movie a rating. What are you choosing? As you guys know, we do have a rating system here at Carmel and Cheddar where we kind of rate love in the size of a popcorn, right? The small Small bag, bag, medium bag, jumbo, large bag. Mm-hmm. Or the jumbo size, because in Chicago, when we get our Garrett's popcorn, our caramel and cheddar mix, we you can pick how big you want. Right. 
So I personally would say this movie had a jumbo. This was a jumbo size. It's the big can of Garrett's. This is the big jumbo. It's a big amount of love. Big amount of love. And I think that it's not the love, the traditional love. You're not about to see, oh, mom and dad, this and that. It is different. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of love in this movie. They come together, they get married, they have a child. Like, a whole lot of love in this movie. They get past their they're differences. To, absolutely. They're able to hear some of the stuff. They heard each other's things that they were burying deep down, that they was not going to divulge to the other person. They was okay with living this, this fantasy life, this role-playing life. They were able to get through that on both sides and still come back together, get married, have a kid. I think that's jumbo love. You're right. I agree. That's the jumbo size of love. Yep. Yeah, so this was a great movie. I really enjoyed watching it. I always enjoy watching it every Christmas because it's your favorite. Definitely. So, yeah, guys, this was Four Christmases. Bunch of love in this movie. I personally love this movie. Even if it's not Christmas, I watch this movie year-round. So I definitely want to thank you guys for tuning in. Please like, comment, subscribe, share. Share, share, share. And please give us your you guys' take on what you think we should watch next. I mean, we're always looking for new movies, new ideas, new concepts. But they got to be rooted in love. Got to be rooted in love. All love. All right, guys. Till next time. All right. Peace out. It's Carmel and Chetamay. We forever made this Carmel and Chetamay. A forever thing is Carmel and Chetamay. We forever made this Carmel and Chetamay. The Players' Tribune.